<laughs> John. Merrily. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so, you think? <laughs> oh, well, oh my gosh, for so many reasons. It's been such an amazing day. It's not even noon yet. Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. I got to calm down. I got to calm down. But, I mean, I, oh. Okay, so, yeah, the email was phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel? Um. I I feel um, I feel good actually. Um, I'm just wondering if I can relate this somehow to the Bible. Uh, relate what? Well, what's going on in Luke uh, one <laughs> chapters twenty six to thirty eight, or chapter one section. How do you guys read the Bible anyways? It chapter one twenty eight to twenty six thirty eight. Okay. That's Luke on God's messengers. Okay. I'm going to figure out if there's any God's messengers running around here. According to Luke, God sends messengers uh, to deliver good news uh, for guidance to individuals. Sure. So uh, now we're talking about these pennies that were being sent to you, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got a couple of pennies, actually. I got a couple of feathers, too. Mm-hmm. What's, the, what's the deal on the feathers, do you think, compared to the pennies? Messengers. So they're really thing. messengers, huh? Yes, Bert. absolutely. You know, and people are messengers too. I mean, you know, people would just be talking in general, just whatever, just talking about whatever. But they'll say something to trigger you. And you'd be like, what? I can't believe you just said that. If you're paying attention, you got to pay attention to not just what, you know, whatever their story is, but that little piece that was meant for you. You know, it's literally picking up on. Oh God, it's just so many things. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. So I have a story. Before oh. you take me into Luke, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna move you to Revelation next, but that's okay. Okay, <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Whatever it is, you're gonna bring to the table. But <laughs> so this is what happened this morning. Okay, I'm walking Chip, and I'm going out the gate. I'm letting him lead, okay? I don't even want to go in this direction. But I'm going out the gate, and um, in drives in a black suburban. <laughs> and I, I looked at it, and I said, oh, I said, you're here to pick me up. Thank you. Just then, I looked down, and there was a penny. At that moment. At, at that, that moment. moment. At that moment. And I was like, wow. I mean, I walk this street all the time, you know? And <laughs> unbelievable. So I picked up the penny, I put it in my pocket. And I'm just like, wow, you know what? What's it going to be? What's it going to be? So then uh, now I come back and I'm going to put the penny in my book. And, you know, I just open it random. I flip open the book and it lands on a page with all these animals. Okay. A lot of dogs, cats, birds, dolphins, whatever. And it says, save them all. A sanctuary, a sanctuary for shelter dogs. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, I landed on this twice already. So what is the message? You know, I'm looking at it and it dawns on me. Oh my gosh. So immediately I take a picture of it and I send it to Janelle. Mm-hmm. And so Janelle doesn't know what I'm talking about, but so she calls, she goes, all right, well, so what's going on with the animals? <laughs> 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 and I said, Janelle, I said, we can put all of these shelter animals in the tunnels. So then when people come to the attraction, they are going to fall in love with all these pets and we'll get them adopted. She hit the roof. She was like, wait a minute. Oh, my God. And we were just popping off all of this stuff because she works with um, um, a vet and then like just different uh, shelters and stuff in her area and how there are such advocates for animals. And so we were just going on and on. And then she's like, we could do this and we could do that. So all of a sudden it was like, we just had a whole other, you know, arena for the purpose of this attraction. And she loves it. She absolutely loved it. She was, I can't believe it. That's such a great idea. Why didn't I think about that? <laughs> you know, the beauty of that is, is that, is that the conversation is between two people who are capable of pulling it off. That's the, that's the beautiful thing. It's not just, it's not just bar talk. No. 
Mm-mm. No, this is happening. No. Yeah. 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 I mean, the thing happening. is that you guys, your conversation becomes real if it's if it's in your wheelhouse, and that's straight in your wheelhouse. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's really good. And here's the thing, you know, it's like there's the comic book, right? And people go, "Oh, a comic book. I'm not really into comic books." You know what? It's like, no, no, no. You're missing the vision. This is this is a whole new education system. And the comic book is just one aspect that can help, you know, the um, visitors and the fans and everybody understand, like, how big this really is. So tell everybody what the comic book is. What's the name of the comic book? Okay, so then there's um, there's two of them. We have the the Star Force Commander magazine. And what that does is it gives um, a lot of information, articles games for kids to play and stuff but then it also has articles from the commanders so you get to know all of us in that mm-hmm. okay and then the actual comic books um the uh the chaos and the galaxy so that's like the flagship comic book that starts it all and then each commander you know me and the others will have a, a 12 book series dedicated to our expertise, you know, what it is that we want to put in there. Okay. And what is so phenomenal is her imagination is off the charts. I have to send you something here. I'm going to text it to you right now. Fresh so that you get the whole, let me see here. I'm going to print this. She sent this to me. It was almost one o'clock this morning and I'm like, what are you sending me right now? Here, look at this. So it's a woman, for everybody who's just listening, it's a woman on the cover of the new magazine. And it says, Star Force Commanders, the ability to travel by the speed of thought. Spaceships to travel inside the Nubicon. Um, it has the gateway portal- portals to travel from galaxy to galaxy. And the power of trans-shifting. What's that? What's trans shifting? Uh, Princess Marilee and Bastet. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. You see the parallel? She's not even meaning to do that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I'm just like, it, it's just, it's so divine. This whole plan. I mean, God is moving in just amazing ways. So now, did you see this picture? Yeah. What do you think? nice yeah okay so i mean she's she's an attractive woman what am i supposed to see in there yeah she's an attractive woman right yeah so it's a woman she's got long like blondish purple hair and she's got this sparkly you know star force commander uniform on and she looks hot yeah 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 Yeah. so i said janelle so before we get off the phone i said who is this person on the cover of the new star force commanders who is that she paused and she said, that's you. That's you? Right. I said, that's me? She goes, yeah. She goes, I put your picture in like some, I don't know, whatever. What do you call it? Like an app or something. And then she goes, and that's what it came up with. And I like it. And I'm going to use it. <laughs> so that's AI version of who you are? Right. How about, well, they got your eyes right. They got your eyes right. That's your what I said. Right. The yeah. eyes... I said, there's something about the, like the teeth or the, the lips or something, the nose, maybe, I don't know, something's not me, but she goes, well, I don't know. She goes, I just put your picture in there and that's what it came up with. And as she goes, and that's the whole idea of trend shifting. You can be anything you want to be. And I'm like, holy Hmm. cow. So yeah, it looks good, huh? Well, I think it looks really good. Yeah. I I, I think, what if you put black, please put dark hair on her. Would it become you just instantly? But I mean, your brain, you know, your brain is sort of thinking ahead of you about what it's, it's supposed to expect. Right. Um, yeah, I'm just putting my thumbs over this picture now. Uh, too bad we don't have video going on with our podcast. It's pretty interesting stuff. It's phenomenal. Well, I, that's I, you, I'm... all right. I mean, I can see your eye. I mean, it's absolutely dead. It's a deaf. You put my hand, I put my, you know, like, like I've done with you before. Right. I just show your eyes. Right. And the, with, with, bat, with, as bat tat. Yeah. Yeah, that's you. 
Oh, yeah, those are your eyes for sure. You got your eyes dead on. I'm not sure. Do you wear purple hair much? No, but the idea of it's <laughs> fantasy. It's in the galaxy. I can be anything I want. I know. Okay. Yeah. I get it. Right. Yeah. No, it's, I, I, I agree. It's great. It's so, great. you know, I mean, purple hair. My hair isn't down my waist either. But, you know, it's, it's, she blew me away. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I saw it. I'm like, who is this girl? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You know? And yeah. so it's so exciting for, you know, for those who are listening, you know, you're getting introduced to it now. There's so many people out there who don't even know what's about to happen, how this is going to come out. And people are going to be talking about like, what is going on? Because this little, you know, comic book with the commanders in it is the, it's like the foundation for everything else that is that is happening so you now we have this attraction center with the holograms the um the holographic zoo and now of course the sanctuary and then we have holographic tables for learning for the kids to go in and experience these things and it's 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 um completely immersive so you can smell it you can feel it you're going to be able to feel the breeze you're going to be able to you know it's just the whole thing is just like so beyond what we have right now. Well, it's, it's real 21st century stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, it's where tech. You know, we're we're taking advantage. You are. I'm not. You are taking advantage of technology. You and you and Janelle are taking yeah. full advantage of technology. I'm still in the cheap seats. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you guys are right up there. You're well, running for it. You know, and and it's it's we need people to see the vision and sometimes it's really hard. I, you know, people are not, some people are not visionaries. They only can see it when it comes into play. They can buy a ticket and go, you know, enjoy it. And, um, you don't hold that against them. I mean, that's kind of what we do when we go to the circus or whatever, you know, you want to go see it. But I think with holographic technology, we just had a show here in Seattle there was all um, uh, raptors and uh, prehistoric animals in the, in the Seattle center. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And then that, um, I don't know what that thing is called in, in Vegas, that big ball thing they just opened. I don't know. I haven't uh, been to Vegas one time. It's too hot there. Oh no, no, no. It's, it's huge. <laughs> it's the biggest attraction there. And when you go in, um, the, it's like you are completely immersed in whatever these lights are taking you. Like oh. you, everybody's experiencing this one big adventure. It's really cool. Huh. Yeah, really, really cool. Yeah. The only thing that happened to me in Las Vegas last time was there was that the sidewalks were too hot to walk on. Yeah. And um, I was on my way to the dam. What's that dam out there? There's a dam out there. Hoover? I had to go like, Hoover Dam. I had to go down. I had some business at Hoover Dam. Yeah. yeah. God. Mm-hmm. Um, well, anyway, so I'm I'm super excited because now it gives you know, uh, I mean the the benefit for all these animals. I mean, there's so many animal lovers out there, and now there's a a real live way to help them because you know think about it. We all love animals, but we're not visiting the shelter every day because we know, gosh, if I go to the shelter, I'll come home with a dog. I don't want to do that, you know, because you fall in love and your heart, heart is broken. But if you go to this attraction, because of all the things that it promises, and all of a sudden you walk in and you're, you're hearing these animals tell their story, and they're actually up for adoption. You can, you know, right there in real time. We used to call that puppy dog selling. <laughs> 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 you know yeah. and yeah. and you know the elephants that are there so check this out so now there's the um the sheldrick trust we always see like their you know their reels come up on instagram stuff and and i have adopted an elephant and now all of a sudden it reminded me like oh my gosh we could we could literally have people adopting elephants in the tunnels when they're at the zoo yeah i've I saw something yesterday, the day before, about they unchained this elephant. This elephant after ninety years of being chained. Did you see that? That's so heartbreaking. No. Yeah. Yeah. Ninety years. No, that's not chained. Terrible. In chains. Ninety years in chains. It's so inhumane. Is who does that? That's evil. Yeah. Yeah. 
It is. Mm-hmm. And that gets back to money, you know, gets back to um, the uh, people that, that want money are not afraid to use any resource available, including, you know, well, that's, sentient beings. That's the whole thing. It's the honoring of money. And, and you know, there there's no boundary. It's whatever no. it takes to make a dollar. It's terrible. And that's why we're we're changing the world. We're literally having that pendulum swing the other way and it's all going to be for good. You know, we can bring in all these different um, trusts, you know, the, the, all these animals that are on the verge of extinction, you know, people can contribute to whatever it is they want while enjoying it all. No, I agree. That's good. So anyway. Good. I mean, it's, it's, it's almost a non-starter because I know you guys can do it. Exactly. You know, like... No, it'll get done. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's really, uh, that's kind of neat in this day and age because there are so many people with ideas that they can't execute on. Right. And you're, you, you guys got all excited about an idea that you're fully, ex- you're fully yeah. capable of executing, you know, in real time. I mean, you can do it. You'll start right now. I mean, that's obviously you started this morning. That's right. Which is pretty cool. Pretty I know. Cool. Not very, not everybody can do that, you know. <laughs> I know, man, and it wasn't even noon yet. I'm telling you, it's a great day. <laughs> um, and then uh, what else? Okay, so are you going to take me to Revelation? What are we talking about? What's on your mind? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I kind of, I, I come from a business background, right? Yeah. And I kind of like efficiency. Okay. Right? Yeah. All right, so I'm looking over the Bible here, and I'm looking because you're a Bible person. I'm thinking, you know, I don't, I'm not Bible person, but I'm going to kind of pick a page or two and see what's going on. So I grab, I grab Revelations chapter five, verses eleven and twelve. Okay. It says that angels continuously worship and praise God in heaven. That's right. They surround His throne with throngs of adoration and reference. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I mean, I can't imagine anything more inefficient than that. I mean, is God that stupid? That he would have all these angels sitting around a half semicircle, blowing their flutes and adoring him. Uh, can he? Does he make better use of his time than that? That's what I do. That's what I do all day long. What? <laughs> Sit around, blow your flute, look at God? No. Seriously. Seriously. I mean, okay. So you know how we're supposed to be praying all day and all night. That's what the Bible says. You can pray all day and all night. Absolutely. But just you know, I've just recognized that some people don't do it right. <laughs> All right, so your so your defense is multitasking, I guess, right? Multitasking. You blow on the flute and praise. Yeah, you blow on the flute and praise God, but you can do everything, everything else too, right? Is that what this is about? Um, I have. <laughs> I have the luxury of blowing my flute all day long (laughs) (laughs) and other things get done to my advantage. (laughs) Okay. I mean, is that right or is that right? I mean, that's your, that's your perception of of your truth, your truth. Oh, okay. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. My perception of my truth. So, First of all, number one, are you not perceiving my truth? Are you not witness to every single day that I'm what I how I live? I am, but I but I tell you what, quite frankly, I don't see you sitting in a semicircle adoring God, blowing your flute with a bunch of other angels. No, but you're hearing everything that I do all day long. You know, talking yeah, I do trees that. and finding pennies and things. Yes, I get that. I'm okay. here. I'm all part of that process. That's yeah. all yeah. day long. Okay, well, that's all they lock. So now, back to yesterday's conversation, we were talking about quantum mechanics, right? And about how, um, about the, uh, um, oh my God, I'm, I'm losing the, you know, how the, the cell or whatever, the, the, the cell, how it doesn't do anything until you observe it. Right, right. Right? That's the Schrodinger's, that's the Schrodinger equation, the Schrodinger cat. Okay. The double foot experiment, all that stuff, Right. You're, in other words, you you are alive and dead at the same time. If the probabilities are are correct, you have to be everything at once and at the same time, alive, dead, and everywhere in the universe at the same time, all the time. Okay, right. but okay, but that gets way out there. Let's simplify. No, it's not that far out. It there. is because it's just like you know that movie, 
everything all at once all the time or something like that yeah okay that's that's the same concept you know and it was a bit too much for a lot of people they're just like oh my god but that's okay so to simplify what i'm saying is that okay that possibility it doesn't happen until we observe it it's the it's in the observation that it becomes what it is yes yes and what i said i think of the scientific part of that is that is that what you're doing is you're you're effectively conjuring the observation of the penny you're believing it and because the probabilities exist throughout the universe you have the power to bring it in right you know and that's Mm -hmm. all of us that is yes. all of us. We yes. have the power excepting, to bring it in. Hmm. Yeah, except for those that are blowing on their flute in a semicircle looking at God. They're no. too busy. <laughs> so when if we understand the depth and the truth of the power of observation, why would anybody live in fear perpetuating that existence? Well, because they don't believe it, for one thing. You got to get into, you got to make believers out of them for openers. How do you make believers out of them? Science, science has already proved it. Not everybody's capable of of, of thinking in terms of scientific proof. I mean, science. Okay, yes, so wait, 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 wait. Unless, you just said thinking. Unless, unless scientific, unless quantum mechanics is flawed, and it certainly could be. We that's the closest thing we've got to a higher order. Okay, but wait. Because uh-huh. I'm saying right there, you said not everyone is capable of thinking, right, in the science field or the, that quantum mechanics or whatever. That's literally education. So you're saying they're uneducated because they're not capable of thinking like that. So it's a lack okay. of education. Yeah, all right. That creates the inability. Yeah, okay. maybe could be. It could be. I mean, because and they don't care either. You know. I mean, they may be living. If you look at if you look at certain parts of the world, where where uh, religious dogma and beliefs can be designated within a hundred yards of the next new belief. You know, the whole God concept can be a hundred yards square, and then there's a whole new God concept over the next hill. Because these people don't travel. They don't do anything. They've never been anywhere. They are figuring out. They believe in tree fairies only in their trees or moles that come out of the ground that are godlike because they're a different color twice a year or whatever. Those people don't have the, uh, the benefit of what you and I have wizard. in the science field. Okay. So as far as they're concerned, God is a wizard. God is a wizard. Now, I don't <laughs> mind calling him a wizard, frankly, <laughs> or her or it. No, the the challenge that um, the challenge that we're up against is critical thinking, because we want to believe in a God that's, you know, holier than thou up in the sky, judging everybody. Right. And then um, when it comes to science, we can't understand how the possibility, the probability of our observation creates the thing. If that is truth, because we've observed it, we see it, that quite literally makes us the creator. So if you take that to another extension of itself, then, is it valid to believe that we are in the image and likeness of God? Yes. We are God. Horse Bucky. Um. What What does that mean? (laughs) <laughs> horse bucky? You've never heard horse bucky before? No. No. Uh-uh. Well, in more pedestrian term, that's called horseshit. <laughs> that, that we're not God? Yeah. No. We are a function of a higher order of energy. We are a function of energy. I don't even want to call it a higher order. We are simply energy. We are simply energy that's been in a form. We're formed energy. Okay. Okay, you're formed energy. But I'm not a bearded guy running around a white robe, you know, with my hands in No, that's religion. Religion Ah, taught us that. Okay, so we can throw that out then, Kim? Yes. All right, I'm all for that. Get rid of that. Okay. 
So now so what, what we have you... to do is bridge the idea that if we can come to a consensus that we are energy and that everything is energy, everything is energy, right? Okay, so this is so that's the default win then because we we look like God because we are God because that's just the default. That's that's a de facto situation. All right, right. God is us because because God is also the tree. He's also the mouse, the bug, and the cat. God is everything. Correct. God is everything. That's God is all there is. Right. Okay. So God does not have a form unless. It's an observed form by us on this circumstance. We are the ones that are at this point capable of observing God in a form. Mm-mm. Um, okay, look. All there is is God. There is nothing else. So whatever it is that we're looking at, observing, or experiencing, we know that that's God. And God is good all the time. Anything that is not a good is not God. It's the illusion. Okay, so that's the enemy. Anyway, so what I was saying was to bridge the idea of everything is energy. So if I'm energy, what makes me different than from the tree or the animal? Consciousness. Well, but let's go further than that. I mean, what, how'd you get, what, what seed, what, how did the seed know it was going to be the tree instead of you? Um, I don't know, but I don't know about that because if I am, uh, the ultimate creator, right? The source, the source, I'm the source of all things. I am the one holding the pen and creating it all. And I'm going to make you in my likeness. I'm going to give you the same power that I have, but your power is limited to your understanding, your awareness of your power. So how are you relating that to the tree versus you? Because the tree is in the ground and part of nature and it does have its own consciousness and it communicates with its own kind. It's a, it's a different world. We are not of that vibration to hear the trees, but we can receive the message. What we have is our ability to talk, to make noise and make this kind of communication amongst each other. Just like the birds, they do it. So if you're standing in your front yard and your tree falls over and kills you, is that a random act of kindness by the tree or is that a random selection or what is that? Um, it's my time to go. That's too How, simple. No, How however, is... however, whatever the story is, whether it's the tree or some other, you know, reason why we leave, it's the reason is not the point. It's the time. The, our timeline has ended. So we so don't the judge floor... the story. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Of course this I know is... what you mean. Of course I know what you mean. Right. It's just, it's just all too wonderful. I mean. (laughs) (laughs) That's how we can make peace with the end because we don't know how long we have here on this, this realm, you know, to experience this playground. We don't know how long we have. So we've got to drop our fears and understand that, okay, what am I going to do today? What am I going to create today? And the more, uh, ability I have to expand my awareness in what I'm capable of thinking, creating, you know, you just keep going and you're swinging from literally from branch to branch and your life is just wonderful. I think that their general philosophy makes it too precise. I, I think that, that creation in the, in the, uh, of energy by energy in a universal sense is way more a whack of random selection. And the tree came about, you came about on the static balance of you or the, or the, or the, or the, uh, uh, whatever the, the periodic table of stuff, however that mix came together based on that circumstance at that moment becomes part of the random selection. Now that doesn't take away the God, but it does take away the specifics of what God is creating. Okay. Um, Okay. So then does that mean that I, who I am 
and what I'm capable of doing is random selection. I was just uh, like, my number came up. Uh-huh. Just like your number comes down if you die. I mean, you just told me that when your time is up, your time is up. There's going to be more random selection than that. So you probably got there the same way. And what you're doing is you would now have an arc of life. You are a standard distribution curve with tails on both sides. No, well, wait a minute. I'm, I'm not talking about being here. I'm not, I'm not talking about arriving. I'm not I'm talking, talking about, about I'm talking, well, existing, just existing then. Existing no, in your I'm not talking form. about just existing. I'm talking about who I am. Literally who I am, that I'm well, different. Put, well, put a form to that then. Put a form to who you are. What is the form? What is your form? If you are, if I am who I am, then what am I? Love. I am the manifestation of love. And I yes. know that. And therefore, I am. And that's how I conduct myself, true to who I am. It didn't work for Descartes. He died of pneumonia. Quit judging the circumstance. <laughs> <laughs> it was his time. <laughs> I mean, he tried to pull it off and he couldn't. All right. Um, pull what off? Of the I am who I am business. Um, he's no, still okay. So my point about random selection it means that i was randomly selected like my number was pulled to say merrily this is going to be your lot in life well not necessarily i think the random selection would be that the that the that the stuff came together in such a way that it produced you and you have cognitive ability therefore you have a conscience and within your personal experience of this amalgamated this aggregated bag of stuff based on random selection to start with you have come up with the idea that that love wins and that you write and you wrote a book about it and that's how you got there but i don't think anybody directed you there i think the whole thing was directed to start with i think you've been in a block of chalk fast the whole time and it's just a matter of how the process works you are probably a deity of some kind. You may be an angel. You could be a starseed. You could be an angel. You know? If we believe in that stuff. Well, I'm certainly the devil. I have to be. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So we kind of got off on a tangent. Well, thing get away from. I, well, I, I get away from the format. Get away from the from the from the format. I mean, what if if you're the manifestation of love? You are love. That's what you're saying. Right? Yes. Your love. Yes. Okay. Yes. Right. And can you give love a form of some kind? This a form or a definition? Well, try and make a definition into something I can visualize. Look at that picture I sent you. <laughs> That's the whole idea of Jesus. He's the manifestation of love. And we had to have an image so that we could relate because our consciousness cannot understand what love is. So it had to be demonstrated in, in a human form so that we could understand what love is. And that's why we look, you know, to these leaders to say, well, you know, what did Jesus do? That's the form. Do you think Jesus actually existed? Um, I don't know. And it's, it's really not my concern if he did or did not. And the truth of it, because, because I believe in what he represented it and represented and the power that he had, I have adopted the same philosophy. He said, do as I do. But and he didn't so, exist. Who's the he in that sentence? He didn't exist. Who is the he there? Well, the he in brackets, because that's, you know, we're looking to God and we assume that God is a man when God is love, not a gender. So this guy that walking around finally got punched his body so mad he decided to kill him or throw him to the Jews. What, you know, what was, what was driving that deal from a God perspective? From a God perspective? Yeah, I mean, the, the Holy Father, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Right. Yeah. You know, you know the okay. uh, the Romans have decided to kill the Son of God in this in this fantasy we're talking about. 
in this fantasy we're talking about, this is absolutely true. So this is why we get back to what better place to twist this story and to put code from the enemy into the same book. These stories have directed the masses into believing a certain way that has controlled their own ability to become all that they are. And instead, they need to look to, uh, to idols. But you're being, I mean, you're being, in your argument, you're being just as convenient for your own behalf as you are against an antichrist walking around calling you wrong. The convenience of your argument is that you know for a fact that you're correct. Okay, it's convenient. Okay, so what do I need to do to, I don't know, I guess prove my argument? Right. Well, first How of do all, I can, substantiate? We can start by agreeing with me once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I all right. Mean, I didn't so, really say that. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So now if we're going to just go with what I'm saying, God is good all the time. God is love. Love is not bad. Love does not cause pain. It's the absence of pain. Okay. So everything that is not of God, okay, is the quote unquote devil who lives in us as well. So that's the yin and the yang. So that devil is our ego. That's the serpent in us. And we can't ride both of them. We got to pick a path. And so often we're confused because we don't stick to the right path. All right, I understand the I understand how you're trying to describe the process. I get that. Okay. I feel sorry for the snake once in a while because the poor bastard has always been tagged as the devil. And snakes <laughs> are pretty good guys. <laughs> but anyway, having said that, uh -huh. um, the, <laughs> if you, I, I would prefer to look at this in terms of a of an electron microscope or okay. an actual <laughs> microscope or a telescope or something where I can see, you know, I can look at the stuff. God made this stuff. Mm -hmm. How does this change from this to me? Because you are that star. You know, pick up, pick up a bag of carbon. You know, how did I become this? Everything that you touch is carbon based. How does that come around? I mean, is that, and that's part of, of a, a very sophisticated heat process that goes on in a star. Okay, but the carbon Who process. Who brought that up? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but now we're, we could literally and very easily get lost in the science of it all and forget what the point that we're trying to make. And the point we're trying to make is that we are not this carbon base. We are not the body that we're in, the thing that looks solid. The thing that we judge all the time because of our preferences, okay? We are consciousness. We are expansive. So you are, you are a product of dualism where your consciousness is really you and your body walking around is just something to carry your head to meetings. Is that all that's, that's right? For? That's right. That's exactly right. Okay. You know, and so when we're looking at the brain, you know, the brain... Really, it's just an organ. It's it's it's, it's well, it's a pretty sophisticated organ. It's, it's very sophisticated, yeah, right? Yeah. Right. Is the brain intuitive or is it the heart? Well, the heart is. There are about ninety billion or ninety million, whatever it is, um, companion uh, cells in your heart is in your brain. So they, they do literally talk. I mean, they literally talk to one another from a scientific standpoint. But um, I, I would think that... Here's an interesting question um, in terms of being consciousness. There's, it's reasonable to believe that in terms of neurons in the brain, they just about match the number of, of um, star clusters in, the, in all the various galaxies in the universe. Um, so do you think there's any relationship between those two? Between your brain and the universe itself? Um, I think it's like an antenna because you're putting out thoughts. 
But so you're, okay, your brain is an antenna. Okay, that's a nice that's a nice com comparison. I get that one. Okay. Okay. But we we're consciousness. We have the ability to heighten our awareness of things. And the problem with that, you know, the barrier, right? Or the glass ceiling even from us doing that is our limited belief that we can. That we're so attached to the carbon, to the physical, to the capability that science has quote unquote proven, you know, what our brain does and stuff. Well, we're so contradictory. I'm a mechanism, the mechanism does stick you with the carbon and leaves you there because it doesn't believe in dualism. I'm willing to give you the dualism. I'm willing to give you the, the business because <laughs> the greatest scientists in the world do have a really hard time trying to figure out where your consciousness is. Annika Harris wrote a great book called Conscious. It's a great little book. Mm -hmm. And her husband, Sam Harris, one of the biggest atheists that's ever lived. Yeah, but she, you know, but that's there's a relationship there that seems to work. But they they have nothing in common when it comes to belief in that kind of a system. They don't they don't believe it at all. Mm -hmm. um, and they're both equally well, they're equally yoked, I guess to use your term. But they but they are certainly different in their science. I think. I mean, it doesn't make any difference what I think because you firewall me all the time. <laughs> 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 yeah. Boy, it's so funny. Well, <laughs> because we we need clarity. You know, we need clarity, and we need it to be simple, simple. You know, and that bridge, like just the idea of the heart being as equal as the brain, right? Yeah. It's it, it, to simplify that. It's literally our brain. It's the serpent that can attack the brain and make us think and say and do things that are contrary to love. But our heart, our heart doesn't say that. That's it's like our gut, you know, saying, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Or follow that. And we're afraid. Yeah. But I, I mean, you guys seem to be living in a constant set of, of uh, Renaissance art, you know, where some devil is blowing in your ear or some <laughs> god is flying around your head or whatever you know okay <laughs> can we get away from that i mean i guess it's okay but but it it simplifies things i mean there's nothing about that that is even remotely real if you look at science as a real science i mean none of why that. do That's you wait a minute wait a minute <laughs> so we have to prove we can we have to accept that science is real but we can't and we can't prove it we can't prove it we well, of course we can. It's provable in the lab. I mean, it, we certainly can prove science is science. I mean, that's that's the whole idea of science. It can't be called science unless it can be duplicated in the lab. That's that's why it becomes valid. You but have to be able to duplicate it. There's not never just been, once okay, or twice. So, okay, in science, we've never discovered something else. Um, well, we thought this thing first, but now we've discovered that. So we're going to change our hypothesis. Yeah, you're right. They do have there's a large fudge factor there, but the point is that there's <laughs> it might even be bigger than yours. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like and, and to say that we're gonna side with science, it means that well, man knows better. We can't prove God, but man knows better. We can prove God. We absolutely can. Well, through personal experience, I suppose you can prove anything. That seems to be your argument, no matter what. You have you have you have the ultimate personal experience argument yeah. that never goes away. Yeah. Okay. All right. You know everything's right because you have the personal experience to prove it to yourself, mm -hmm. but you're not proving it to me yet. <laughs> Although I think you're close. <laughs> <laughs> really? What else do you need, John? <laughs> Well, okay. <laughs> it just—it's just wanting to hold on to every little sliver of being right. <laughs> yeah, yep. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I absolutely love it. You know, and and to that point, I'm gonna change the the discussion a little bit. It reminds me of a post that was made that I kind of got into it with the you know the commentary because it was a video of this father reprimanding his son.
and mm-hmm. it was horrific. And I was just disgusted by it because it was so militant. It was demeaning. It was mean. And um, all these people are going, now that's a real dad. That's a dad. That's what you, that's what all this stuff. I'm like, what is wrong with you people? This is not how you do it. This is really real. People are actually agreeing with this. Oh my gosh. They kept coming in. And then of course I got attacked and somebody accused me of being woke. I'm like, oh my gosh. And then, yeah. yeah, And then they, what did they say? I don't know. You know, they just get all rude and everything. And it's like, you don't even, (laughs) I said, excuse me, do I know you? Because, you know, but anyway, I, I just kept answering those comments because they're not thinking of the alternative. There is a better way to discipline our children. You don't stand over them like a drill sergeant and totally take the wind out of their cells, demean who they are in the moment. For... You no, know, you save that for your buds class when you're older and you want to become a Navy SEAL. Oh my gosh. I am... Everything else going forward is conversation. It should be conversation. You don't pick up a newspaper and hit your dog with a newspaper if he pees on the floor. Right. You know, they, right. there's, animals live in the moment. So do children live in the moment for the time being, at least. That, yes, they absolutely do. God, children. Damn. Children. And so, yeah. apparently, you know, and they're trying to defend his behavior because children need to be put in their place. And they're making all these assumptions as to what the child did when it was right in front of them. And they were making allowances for the father's behavior and saying that, you know, spare the rod, spare the child. Or, and it's like, don't. I said, oh, we're using the Bible to condone abuse. This is physical and, and emotional abuse. Why do you think everybody has to do their, you know, their shadow work and heal their inner child? You're watching. So that's, that's, is that how you became woke in the opinion of somebody? Because you uh, were pulling away. Yeah. Um, because I was the odd man out. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. 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 And I said this uh, is wrong. Of course. I mean, it you. wasn't. It, it, yeah. I don't. I mean, it doesn't look like it was a. I mean, you could have figured out what the sample group was there to where who who was really in that crowd because they could have all been, you know, child beaters for all you know. Um, and that's you know they probably all should be in jail. But yeah, it's just crazy. I mean. Um, you know, and then and then the condescending. Oh my gosh! You know, well, Marilee, I love you, but, and then trying to correct me, and I'm thinking to myself, really, really. And I mean, they're talking to. Do they know that you've raised a large family of men? Nope, apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> and animals. Mm-hmm. And you've had a lot of grief and problems in your life. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I guess they didn't figure that one out. Um, I mean, what? I mean, let's let's take Chip. You know. Yeah. Do you beat Chip with a strap? Or never. Mm-mm. I mean, does that make any sense to you? No. To beat Chip with a strap. You know what? Not Chip, but I did have Fergus, and Fergus was my Wheaton Terrier, beautiful dog. He was a beast, and they don't usually have like a beastie frame they're kind of bird-like kind of fragile and uh, he was tough anyway i don't remember what the occasion was what he did to trigger me but i said fergus and i raised my hand to him and he growled at me and was like gonna bite me like tell me no and Mm -hmm. in that in that moment i looked to him in his eyes and I apologized. And I said, Fergus, I am so sorry. And I was just from the bottom of my heart. I could just, I just knew truth in that moment. And um, God, did I, I learn a lesson in that moment. You know, seeing myself through him. There you go. Yes. Right again. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, and seeing ourselves through the eyes of others, man, you got to start considering that. Well, sure, it's, I think it's um, sometimes just a much better vision if you can if you can um, look at the backside of the conversation. That's for sure. 
uh, I've had a lot of dogs, and of course I now I have a cat. I don't have any dogs, but but um, yeah, there's a lot to learn there. But there's certainly nothing to be gained by beating an animal for any circumstances. No, there's nothing to be gained by. I mean, think about us as a culture as we were slaughtering buffalo for their twenty-five cent tons oh, to be shipped back east. You know, boatloads of. I mean, what we did, what the mistakes we've made. Which, of course, comes back to God. Why is God allowing this to happen? Why, why did God allow us to, to slaughter all the buffalo? And to think that that was going to be the food supply. that we, By killing the buffalo, we'd kill the food supply for Native Americans and Indians. Uh, therefore, they would also cease to exist or assimilate into our society. What drove that decision? Okay. The idea is, why does God let this happen? Good point. Okay. I'll tell you. Because God is not the man in the sky that we've been trained to believe. So we blame God and then we dismiss him for our own troubles. Not understanding that God is love. Love does not make that happen. So there's no control mechanism in the God theory then for your no, God is love. No. If we choose to do to act contrary to love, it's of our own free will. So, the, so, the, so, the, so to call for the question then of why does God allow this to happen, or that's an ungodly thing to do, or whatever, really has no merit in either side of your argument. Is that what you're saying? Um, so, when we talk about the godly thing to do, we have to be looking at Jesus because he was the model. Okay, that Jesus. We got to throw Jesus out of the box. I mean, it, it, we have to though, because that's the model we're looking at. So if, if it's not a godly thing to do, and nobody knows who God is other than His Son, then we can't say it's a godly thing. It has to be Jesus. That, but none of that makes any sense if we're going to. If God is simply love. And so he manifested this human to come on down and look like uh, one of us. That's to spread well, some kind of word. Okay, but that's the story so that we as humans can understand it. We can relate to it. How well, are we going to can... relate to energy? How are we going to relate to something that's unseen? Well, I believe that I think that you I think that we have the ability to confabulate a situation to suit our needs which I believe is the sum total of the Bible in total, is a confabulated group of stories to suit the needs of the people who are writing it. Well, I happen to know, personally, that there's codes within the words in that book that serve the opposition. Codes. So, so there was bad guys, antichrists, they were blown in their ear? Is that what you're saying? Right. There's, it's a communication system. So what is being... Well, then, well, then the whole thing is corrupt. No, 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 no. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, they say. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm, what I'm saying is, wh- what better place than to put it in a book where people are worshipping the words and the ideas and the stories that are in it? You would never figure out the I'm... matrix. Of course. Yes, of course. You never. Yes, you're right. I mean, of course, from a strategic standpoint, you have to be right. From a factual standpoint, I don't believe any of it yet. Um, from factual? But, well, I mean, it's strategic. I mean, you're, 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 you're talking about a strategic move on the part of the devil, for lack of a better word, to or an antichrist to subvert the message to Christians. Right. Well, okay? yes and no. Yes, well, what about what happened to the Muslims or what happened? What happened to the great spirit in the Indian culture? Okay, but okay, but we're getting really far out there, and we have to take each individual question and then dissect that. We can't put it all in a pot and come up with an answer. Well, so, let's, let's, use, let's use the great spirit then. No, Just, let's, let's, stick let's, to, let's stick to the Bible for a second because that's where we were. All right, okay, so now the Bible we're talking about the holy messages that are written in the book. Then we're talking about the codes that are written in the book. Then we're talking about the purpose 
of putting those messages in the book, what is, what is it actually going to do to control us? Well, first of all, the way it controls us is by taking away our own power and, and idolizing something outside of ourself. So we are never realized. We don't, we don't own our own power. That's perfect for the enemy. We're being controlled already. Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 Right. Okay. Number two, there are um, matrix. And when I say the matrix, this, this world that we're living in, this realm is put in there for others to discover who are on the same page. It's so when we talk about love and money, money represents this world and love represents the consciousness, the, the energy of God. And those two are mixed in like the yin and yang in this book. So now in the Bible, in the Bible. So now, okay. and we all know that there have been hundreds of, of books taken out of this. And we're just talking about what is manifest right now in our hand. In, within these words, the codes will tell you how to crack through their system. But not if you're not looking for that, because they've made it holier than thou. So you're paying attention to worshiping something outside of yourself. Well, I agree with all of that conceptually, accepting that I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not, you know, I mean, we're, you're, it's, we have, you've got a, it's a pretty big throw to believe that, that there was yin and yang, good and evil, in the writing of the book. It's, it's, anyway, it, it, no, it's, other it's than, the byproduct. Well, I'd always, but I mean, yin and yang always exists. It's kind of like your brain never stops thinking. Yin and yang is good and evil all the time. That's simply universal balance. Okay, but wait. That's like if that's magnetism. universal balance, that's quite literally the idea of love and God. That's all there is. Right. But I gave you free will. Free will to do what? To choose between good and evil. But if I, okay, so I choose good all the time. Do I accelerate somehow? Oh. What do you think, John? Well, of course. So, so, if I choose, so if I choose evil, what happens? I decelerate. What do you think, John? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so if if but if but if too many people choose one side, what happens to the existence of the universe? What happens? We live in bliss. We return to the garden. No, we. No, no, we don't. We don't. No, what do we do? John? We, we we just cease to exist because because everything. You want to talk about science for a while? Science. So man's <laughs> going to tell me what's going to happen that hasn't happened already. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, John. You have the floor. <laughs> you cannot. You've got to have balance in the universe. All that exists, including God and the devil. And the chair, if you're blowing their flutes, you've got to have balance or it all blows apart. It all goes one way or the other. The balance is me. If we're going, we've got to chip it away and, and bring it down to the nut, to the nucleus of what it is. The balance is me. I am the product of both good and evil. I am a product of free will. Yes, but th- but your pitch is that everybody should be like you, which I, is good. I'm pitching anybody back. <laughs> I'm no, I'm just living my life. I'm just living my life, and I wrote it well, down in a book, and others can follow if they want. All right, all right, but that's kind of a version of a pitch, actually. Uh, um, <laughs> okay. Use a baseball term. All right, you're throwing the ball at good. Um, so I still, I still think gets rid of the balance. I think that the reality is. Is that is that what you're talking about doesn't is incapable of existing in the present universe. It just doesn't exist. I can see where you could be a manifestation <laughs> of love. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't see me there. I see me trying to get there. No, you're the balance. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good thing we met. See? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. You you already have witnessed to both sides. You know you're sitting there asking the questions if you don't know the answer. <laughs> You've witnessed every time, all of yeah, it. Every time you try and sprinkle me with fairy dust, all they do is explode. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they just pop and fizzle. 
Well, anyway, uh, we are about 20 seconds away from cutting this show off. Hmm. Um, Did we get anywhere in this conversation? I don't know. know. (laughs) Oh, my God. See, to me, it's very, very simple. At the base of it all, there's free will. Free will is the yin and yang. Free will is the, the balance. You know, the good and evil. That's what it is. There's this there's very good evidence to support that you don't have free will. Oh my god. Your decisions are made for you before you before your brain ever has a chance to look at them. Um we'll co- we cover that later. That's another scientific problem. Oh um, a scientific problem. Man decides that there's no free will. Okay. Sure. <laughs> there isn't any free will. That's just a complete aberration. Um, oh my gosh. What comes into more theories? Okay. Uh, do you love me today? I do love you today. I do, <laughs> okay. in spite of it all. <laughs> and I love you. I'll talk to you again. Okay. Soon. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.